You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. 702. Bongani Bingwa. Wrapping up your day. All right, you've, uh, what's, how, you remember the, what was that show, that television show where you could call a friend? If you didn't know the answer. Oh, the quiz show, the quiz show. Who wants uh, to be a millionaire? Be All right, so I've had a bit of help here. Leslie Messina is a great friend of mine. He's also a broadcaster and actor. He's phoned me to give the correct pronunciation uh, of uh, the former vice president of Zimbabwe. At Bongos, his surname is pronounced Mnangagwa. So it's Mnangagwa. Mnagangwa says Leslie Musina there. I'm grateful for that correction. So we've put it to rest. We will be looking at the issue of uh, the the free higher education, an imminent announcement, we are told, and we'll try and find out exactly what might happen. But in the meantime, I'm taking your responses to the fact that Sanwell is scrapping more than 3.6 billion rand in unpaid e-toll fees. Have you been paying your e-tolls? And how do you feel now that you know uh, that uh, you might have been able to get away with it. Of course, they're also insisting uh, that they will still go after the recent debt. So, But it's anything three years and older, you no longer have to pay. That's being uh, uh, scrapped. Uh, but obviously, a little bit more recent than that, they still think they have a chance of collecting and they're going to be taking defaulters to court. We'll see about that because, you know, if they're not enforcing what you owed four years ago, why should you pay now? If you have been paying, if you've been a good law-abiding citizen because you believed in ETOLs, how do you feel now? Give us a call, 11 Let's talk to Alex in Morningside. Good afternoon. Hey, Bong. Hi, Alex. Hey, how's it, man? I'm good, I'm good, I'm well. Talk to me, Alex. All right, listen, man, I feel like, uh, like an idiot right now. Uh, I've, I was the very, very first citizen who signed up for, 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 for ETO, I don't know, four or five years ago. And I've been paying the average three or four vehicles for the whole family. Now, I, I, my, account, my account has been up to date for over what, five years, and I've spent a fortune on the ground right now. So for, for Sarah to come back after five years to say, now nah, they're going to discredit uh, the fees for all of the other people who haven't paid. So what about Asma? I appreciate what Wayne is doing out, right? Yeah. For the people who are around What about us? I'm going to spend a fortune. How much do you think you've paid in the five? You say you've got five vehicles, right? I, 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 yeah, I've got about, not about, uh, about three vehicles. Three I've vehicles four, for four five years. No, How no, much do you think no, you've no, spent? Now, listen, now I would say about uh, over 50 grand. Over 50 grand. Wow. All right, Alex. And I do, and, and it's for business. We, we, we travel quite a lot. How thing around, I mean, or, 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 uh, on an average per day, we're working about over 200 bucks on, on these vehicles. So it's quite a lot of money. So I, I, I support author, but I'm asking myself a question. So what about me? Yeah. Well, you can't so expect to get it back, to, Alex. Yeah. You're not going to get it back. I can tell you that because they're still obviously yeah. going for more payments. But no, uh, yeah, no, 50,000 no, no, rand later. I, I, I that. So, but now, if, it's, if I can't get it back, so why can't I be, 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 be turned to court? And then we are okay. I mean, then it gets to, it gets to for, for, for all of us. If, if I can get money back, then so all the other guys have to pay. All right. Then, then it's the first stage. I don't, right. I don't get it. Really? Okay, it's Alex in Morningside. We'll have to leave it there. I'm afraid Alex says uh, basically it's unfair because what about they? What about those who have been paying for their e-tolls? It's unfair uh, that uh, they've uh, spent all this money whilst other people are being forgiven. 
So, yes, the president's soon-to-be son-in-law could be in charge of a 40 billion rand kitty for the 2018 academic year if this announcement goes ahead. And you'll remember, of course, the president has been sitting uh, on uh, the Hera Commission report, which is understood to have told him the country cannot afford free education. Both this both this president and his successor, especially if it is indeed Nkosazana Lamini Zuma, desperately need to announce the opposite if their party is to have a strong showing in the 2019 general election. So what's at the bottom of this? Uh, joining us now on the line is Sunday Times journalist uh, Juanita Hunter. Good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. In your piece, you say Morris Masuta was recently introduced as an advisor to the president. But who is he and why would he be in charge of this? Well, it's very interesting because it's also murky as to what role a 28-year-old former student leader would have in actually, uh, you know, in government at all, number one. And number two is, uh, you know, in reallocating budgets, uh, which is the function of national treasury. Um, so it was quite interesting. So some, some a bit of background as to who is Morris Masuta. He was a former student leader at Fritz. He founded the Chisanani Foundation that did quite a bit of good work uh, in, in, in the field of higher education and bursaries. Um, he, on graduating, he held a picture uh, or a T-shirt of President Jacob Zuma, um, you know, at the, at the, on the stage of the auditorium where he was graduating. Uh, so, you know, he didn't sort of mask his political uh, uh, alliances. Yeah, and so, and so that, that's basically the character who, you, who, who we're talking about as this young man who the president has sort of brought on board um, with this great plan to, to um, introduce free tertiary education across the board. Now, it's quite interesting that, number one, Free tertiary education is not the policy of the agency, nor is it a policy of government. That's the starting point. Yes. The second point is that the president invested millions of rands into a commission as, uh, to, you know, as the answer of whether or not there should be free tertiary education. That commission has reportedly said that it would not be feasible across the board and it would come at a cost. So... You know, it's interesting to see now that sort of these parallel structures away from the Department of Higher Education, whose existence is based on the mandate to 
deal with issues related to higher education um, is now sort of centralized elsewhere with this man uh, being introduced to government officials and to ministers, etc., as an advisor to the president. It just gets worse and worse when you when you think about the implications. Of course, uh, I mean, is, is this ultimately about politics, the idea that the ANC needs an announcement like this to have a strong showing or even a reasonable showing come 2019? I think that uh, the president is under immense pressure to make uh, such an announcement, especially from his own supporters um, and and, and those supporting Nkusazana Lemini Zuma to to, uh, uh, succeed him in the ANC conference in December. So I think that there is... A lot of pressure as to for an announcement. I don't think the president will be very popular uh, if that's a, a consideration at all. You know, to announce that that um, that there would be no um, uh, free uh, higher education because the fiscus cannot afford it. Uh, the finance minister pointed out that the burden is too heavy to carry. Um, and there's and, and and the interesting thing now at the moment is that the fiscus is 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 playing a juggling act between different and varying uh, uh, sort of demands from from uh, 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 people. And so, you know, where does this fit in? Yep, where will the money come from? Yeah, so you have a 28-year-old uh, working with the Department um, uh, of Planning in the Presidency, uh, Minister Jeff Khadebe's office, uh, with the Director General Mpumim Porfu, working with some elements of Treasury, some people from Treasury to say, okay, where can we get money, where can we scrape money from here and here and here to make up these, uh, you know, this multi-billion rand that we need for this uh, for this project. Right. Now, this uh, it's unscientific, uh, Bongani, and, and number one, and number two, it's dangerous because money that's allocated for um, departments and for programs is attached to deliverables. So nobody can just come in unless it's national treasury and unless there's a solid argument to just take the money away and reprioritize it to other areas. Uh, of spending. All right, Monita Hunter there, journalist with the Sunday Times. And as she says, this is not what the minister announced in his midterm budget speech. The ANC says it's not their policy. We're told uh, this report that the president has been sitting on says the same thing. So the issue isn't even at all about the fact that this person who's said to be spearheading this is 28 years old, but the fact that he's soon to be the son-in-law of the president, wink, 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 might that have something to do with it? 702. 702. Bongani Bingwa. Wrapping up your day. Well, listening in on that is Head of Research at Intellidex, Stuart Theobald, on the line from the UK. Uh, Stuart, good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Hi, Bongani. Good to see you. You've crunched the numbers. Uh, essentially, if such an announcement were to be made, where would the 40 billion rand come from? Well, uh, according to the proposal that's been made, it would be drawn together from various existing budgets, as uh, you were discussing uh, with your previous guest. But in addition, there are increases in various taxes that are proposed in in this proposal. So uh, increase in the skills development levy, an increase in the corporate tax rate by 2%, and an increase in income tax and top earners by 2%. Uh, So all of these would raise additional funding to go into a big single uh, fund that would then be used to subsidize uh, university education for everybody 
And as far as I understand the proposal, it's specifically for households earning less than 300,000 rand uh, rather than universal free education. Sure. But ultimately, there is a price tag that's been bandied about, which is a figure of 40 billion rand. And with uh, revenue shortfalls, we do understand that uh, the fiscus would be strained because it's already in that position. How would the markets react to such an announcement in that context? Look, I think... What's important for the country is to try and get the biggest bang for the buck out of the resources that we have available. So the important questions to ask is, does this use of funds represent the best possible use of those funds to achieve our social policy objectives? So we want, as a country, to deal with unemployment, to deal with poverty, uh, and the markets are in full agreement. The markets benefit when we see economic growth in the country. Uh, that means that uh, borrowers like the government and all of the parastatals and everyone else uh, is gradually becoming more able to meet their funding obligations because we're in a growing economy. So the key question from a market point of view is what does this mean for economic growth? Uh, and clearly there are immediate uh, problems. As soon as you increase tax rates, it means you're taking money out of the economy that would otherwise be used to pay for investment or to pay for consumption, both of which mean uh, companies are generating revenues that support economic growth. So there's an immediate short-term negative impact on economic growth. Now, it might be responded that free higher education, the funding of university education has a long-term growth impact because it improves the productivity of people. But the response to that would be, well, we can agree that we need to find a solution that ensures that every capable student is able to access university. It's not necessary, not necessary that this is the right yeah. way of funding that objective. So that debate, I think, gets lost. We, it, it takes a lot of work, a lot of policy development, a lot of research and analysis, and a lot of trying out of different models in order for us to find the sweet spot, the sweet spot between making sure we don't constrain the economy now by tapping it and sucking cash out of it, uh, and that we also maximize the economic impact of ensuring we have a much wider pool of graduates from across our society in future. We need to find the model that will support that outcome. And I don't think the best model available is to simply extract uh, another uh, amount of tax out of the economy as it stands. All right, head of research there at Intellidex on the line from the UK, Stuart Theobald. It certainly isn't the best idea, not if the biggest consideration is that the person meant to spearhead it might be the president's son-in-law.